Hi everyone and welcome back to Final Film. Today I'm bringing you my review of The Holdovers, the film that has been fresh off wins at the Golden Globes, fresh off nominations at the BAFTAs and is finally getting a UK cinema release today, Friday the 19th of January. We've had to wait for it, God knows why we've had to wait for it, but it's happening. Directed by Alexander Payne, starring Paul Giamatti, Divine John Randolph and Dominic Sessa, it is a film about a curmudgeon lecturer um who basically has to stay at the school that he teaches at in order to look after the holdovers um it was a film that when it started i began to assume that it was going to go one or two ways i assumed initially that we were going the dead poet society route that we were going the captain my captain um and it was going to be more to do with him and his relationship with his students rather than more of a singular relationship that we get into. Um, that sort of dispelled my assumption when the holdover things presented itself were the idea of what happens here is the students obviously get sent home for winter break. But there are a number of students who, for whatever reason, the parents sort of go, we can't have them at home for winter break or they can't go home for winter break. So then they become known as holdovers. And at which point it is Paul Giamatti's character of Paul, um, his job to look after the holdovers with the cuckoo stays, which define John Mandel's Murray um, and some of the other staff that end up staying over as well. Um when the holdover name presented itself, I thought at that point it was going to be a bit more of a ragtag Christmas tale of, oh, there's going to be a group of these boys who are together um, being led by Paul Giamatti and you know they're going to get up to all sorts of nonsense. Um, there are very fleeting moments, but very interesting and lovely moments of where the elder students are looking out for younger students quite early on. That was a really interesting take. I, I kind of wanted to see more of that. Um, but then it rests into its true narrative and the true narrative being, and I don't want to sort of give away too many in terms of spoilers and stuff like that, but I think it's, I think it's fine, um, is the majority of the boys, all but one, um, Angus Tully, played by Dominic Sessa, um, they all are able to sort of go off. They're all able, able to sort of go off with the permission of the parents to somebody's ranch or whatever it is on holiday. Um, and it ends up being that sort of triple header of Murray, Paul and Dominic that you are left with. Murray, Paul and Dominic, I've mixed everything up there. Murray, Paul and Angus, who you end up being left with. So the the lecture of Paul, brilliantly played by Paul Giamatti, um, drunk, belligerent, intelligent, giving the kids de detentions at Christmas just because they're in school and they've done something wrong, so they deserve a detention. He's that teacher that no matter what time of year it is, everything carries on as normal. There'll be no fun, there'll be nothing else. You know, you, you, you're here to learn, you're here to study, you're here to do this. Divine Joel Randolph as the um, as the cook, as the, as the school cook who stays over the Christmas period. Um, Murray, she has this unseen past trauma and it's unseen because we don't we don't see any of it we don't see any of it in flashback we don't we don't go through it with her as a character first and then we move on afterwards um it's mentioned it's aware people are aware of what's happened to her in her life people are aware of you know the sort of the ailment that she has or the sort of i suppose it's more of an emotional ailment that she has and that is enough for us to have a backstory for her um, I was beginning to question 
quite early on her standing as an awards front runner because I it see her appearances seemed fleeting. It didn't seem like she was going to be in the film much. But then as the film progresses, my impatience then was quashed because more and more scenes happen and more and more things happen. And I think it's very clear as to why her standing as front runner in the best supporting actress category is there and is is valid. Angus Tully, now when I wrote this, I wrote this when I saw the film over the weekend. Um, I wrote the words, would have liked to have seen Dominic Sessa nominated with his peers. Thankfully, due to the BAFTA nominations that came out now as you watched this yesterday, he got nominated. He got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Um, he is, Angus Tully is a high-achieving student. He's, one, he's the last remaining holdover once all the others depart. And there are so many different things to his character that just add more and more layers to the story, his relationship with Paul, his relationship with Paul Giamatti's character, um, his relationship even with um, Divine John Randolph's character of Murray. And um, if I was just to refer to Boston for a second, um, there's there's a whole reveal with his character there. And it was a it's really solid performance from Dominic Sessa. So I'm glad that he actually made it into the BAFTA nominees. Um the emotional hits in the third act are stunning. Um, I've never before seen, I think, a prescription bottle label being shown in a close-up and having that much emotional heft for me. Um, and I had a sneaky inclination as to what we were doing when we got to the Bostonian excursion. I'm, I'm speaking in riddles because I don't want to give anything away. Um, I had I had a sneaking suspicion as to why we were we were rerouting the narrative to Boston, um, but that didn't prevent me from enjoying it and thoroughly enjoying the satisfying closure that the film has. Um, and it's such a well-rounded film; it is utterly, utterly charming. I would have preferred to have seen it the other side of Christmas, because as we record this, I was you know I watched it a weekend in January. It's fundamentally a Christmas film. You know, it's it's not a Ollie on here fighting the corner for Diad being a Christmas film. This is fundamentally a Christmas film. And it's the perfect embodiment of that issue that we have between the disparity of release dates between the US and the UK. I'm not certain when it got its US release. I would imagine it was more so probably November, December time. But for us in the UK to get its second week of January, when... Let's face it, we've we've been through Christmas and all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're working towards Christmas, we're leading up towards Christmas. It's, it, it felt bizarre to have almost got through that time of year to then be hit by it again um, in the film. But again, that's got nothing to do with the film, the, the quality of the film. That's more to do with decisions that have been made around the distribution of it, especially the disparity between the US and the UK distribution. But in terms of the film, I thoroughly enjoyed it. There were parts at the beginning where I was questioning whether or not it was going to be for me, whether or not it was going to be one of those films that came around. And I thought, I just don't get it. Um, I can understand why people are falling over themselves and giving it five stars. If it was me, and it is me, I suppose, um, I'm giving it four. Um, there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. I, I just think that um, there's there was maybe something that didn't quite make it into my oh my God, that's amazing, five full stars, but maybe I'm just being a bit stingy at that point. Um, utterly charming. Performances are fantastic. It's 
very, very funny. There is there is a one line that gets delivered by Paul Giamatti towards the end of the film that made me laugh out loud, and I didn't expect it, but it was great. Um, but I very, very, very much recommend, and I'm assuming the awards um, attention will back back me up on this, that if you're in the UK and you've not had a chance to watch The Holdovers, that you go and watch The Holdovers this weekend. Um, get to your nearest cinema, go and see it. It deserves to be seen. It's it's a great film and it's a great start to the year. Um, obviously, last week I reviewed Beekeeper. It's a very different film to Beekeeper. I'm hoping um, that the next review after this one will be Anatomy of a Fall, which technically for us is a 2023 release, so it won't get included in my sort of top 10 of the year and my end of year awards for 2024. Um, very excited very soon to be reviewing The Iron Claw. Again, another film that had a disparity between the UK and the US releases. We're finally getting it. Sky have done a good job and got it early for, for subscribers, so I'm getting in there early. Um, so I'm very, very excited to to give you that review. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Go back and see my predictions to the BAFTA nominations that went up on the channel today, uh, yesterday, sorry. And if you've got nothing else to do this weekend, you're thinking about what to go and see at the cinema, go and watch the holdovers in cinemas from today in the UK. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. Stay safe, look after each other, and I will see you next time.